You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, you're joining me for episode 246 of the Blended Family Podcast. It is Thanksgiving this week, so we're getting ready for a big holiday, and I am super thankful because my daughter, I know I mentioned last week that she decided to take a trip up to New York, really bad timing for that, and uh, so she was going to stay up there through the holidays, through actually Christmas, and as it turns out, she decided to come home early because, like her mom told her, there's really nothing going on up there and everything is closed and she couldn't find a job and all of these things. Um, So she's coming home, she actually came home, got home this morning at eight o'clock this morning. So all is well in my world again. Uh, It's amazing when your child is so far away from you. I mean, she doesn't live with me. I don't see her every day anyway, but still knowing that she was in a completely different state um, put me in a little bit of a panic, especially right now with all of this craziness going on. So she's home, super thankful. Um, I'm still doing really good on this diet plan. That was another thing I talked about last week. I started a new diet where I gave up vegetables and added in some meat and some grains into my diet and I'm still doing really well on it. My husband's doing really well and I'm in the process of trying to get this practitioner to agree to come on this podcast so he can explain all of this to you guys and talk to you about it because it really is so remarkable what a change. We actually already referred a bunch of clients um, to him and yeah it's it's really unbelievable and I want to share so much more but I really want to get him on the show uh, for you guys so I have that in the works and today I'm just going to be doing a solo show with you guys I haven't done that in a while I had so many interviews that I needed to get through from when I was sick and I felt so sorry for my guests they some of them waited about six months to a year to get their show aired and so I was kind of rushing to get through all of those before I did another solo show with you I'm finally caught up that feels amazing too and so today I thought I would just kind of come on and talk to you guys just a little bit I have some Q&A for you some questions from some listeners that I'm going to be answering on today's show and I actually selected questions that I think would be beneficial for everybody to hear. I know I get a lot of questions. If you want to send in a question to me for me to answer on the show or for me to email you back, you can always write to me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I love to hear from my listeners and I love to help you with your blended family issues. So we are going to get right to those questions as soon as this quick word from this week's sponsor. Divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. 
in the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the Fayer app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging, and an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time and date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R, FAIR. Subscribe at BeFAIR.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Be sure to use the promo code blended exclamation point. All right. So we've got some questions to get to today and I've got four for you, I think. So the first one comes from Amanda from North Carolina. She says, Melissa, I have five kids all together, two bio and three step. I would say that I'm a pretty good cook. Never really had any complaints. That is until I met my stepkids. They complain about every meal that I make and even rudely mentioned they like their mom's cooking better. I've tried not to take this to heart, but it's been six months of us living together and things are still the same. Half of the family meals end with me in tears while I wash up the dishes. I'm starting to resent cooking at all, even though my kids do like the food. It just makes me feel terrible and I don't know what to do. Goodness, Amanda, that is actually a common issue Picky eaters in general, but especially when it's your stepkids, it just makes you feel different, right? It's like if our own kids don't like our food, we don't get quite as hurt as when our stepkids don't like it. And I don't know why that is, um, but I, I kind of have a feeling, though, with them, it just seems like it's not even just about the food. I mean, the fact that they are rudely mentioning, like you said, that they like their mom's cooking better just kind of tells me that they're doing it maybe partially to get a reaction out of you. Now granted, kids are used to what they're used to. You've only been living together for six months. So even though that's a long time of them complaining about your food, um, it's really not that long. And they are used to their mom's cooking. And that doesn't mean that your cooking is bad, but kids are just picky in general. And when you try to throw new things at them, sometimes they just are not receptive to it. And, but the fact that um, you say that a lot of times you end up in tears and I'm wondering if they see that. Do they see you crying in the kitchen? Do they see your body language change or your frustration when they start to say that they don't like the food? Partially, it makes me just wonder if they're doing it just to get your reaction. Um, that's just what kids do sometimes. But uh, I do have maybe some ideas. Uh, the first thing I would tell you is be non-reactive. Right, so like I said, watch your body language, watch your facial expression. Don't act like this is really upsetting you. I want you to just be neutral about it. Just say, I'm sorry that you don't like the food. You're welcome to fix yourself something else. 
And that means them fix themselves something else. Um, actually, you don't say how old they are, so I don't know if that's possible. But if they're old enough, and it's not going to be a whole meal. You know, it's if you don't like what's served, you can make yourself a peanut butter and jelly or something like that. So just be non-reactive just in case they are doing it to get your reaction. Um, and the other thing you can do is get them involved with the meals. So if they keep saying that they don't like your cooking, they like other things better, have you ever asked them what they like? And I don't know your relationship with bio mom. If your relationship is good with her, you can always ask her what are the meals that they like. But maybe ask them. Say, hey, I'm going to the store this week. What kind of food would you like me to get? What kind of meals would you like me to make? Would you like to help me cook? Maybe have them help you come up with a menu for the week. They could even help you food shop for it. They can help you prep it. Even if they're little, there's different things that you can give each kid to do to help with the meal. And sometimes when the child is more involved in the meal, they want to eat it. And so um, those are my ideas. I would definitely try to talk to them about it and say, hey, I know you say that you don't like my food. What is it that you don't like? Is it too bland? Do you not like this idea? What, what is it that you don't like? And then the last thing I would do is maybe talk to your husband about it. And because um, I don't, you don't say what he says, but if they are being rude to you at the dinner table, that should be stopped. And that does need to come from dad. And he should maybe try to talk to them and ask them if, if you don't get the answer out of them, maybe he can find out uh, what's going on there. So I hope that gets better for you. Um, and I will just throw this out there. I just recently got a, because we're on this new diet, so I have to make homemade bread now and I have to do a lot more home cooking, no processed foods and things. So we just got one of those Ninja Foodies, got it on sale, which I love, Kohl's. But anyway, um, this is not a plug for the foodie because <laughs> they're not a sponsor, but I never had a pressure cooker before and it's been years and everyone's like, you got to get a pressure cooker. And I finally got it. I love it. I made split pea soup the other day in 20 minutes. Um, I've made bacon in there. It does everything. It has an air crisper. It has a slow cooker. It can bake. It can, my goodness, it can make yogurt. It does everything. And I have found that it has been actually saving me time in the kitchen, I, even though I'm doing all this cooking now, but actually it's so much quicker to cook in that machine. So. Um, those are some good ideas maybe get you some other things some little things that the kids can even help get a waffle maker um, like we have a quesadilla maker sometimes fun things like that that they can help you with um, is a good idea so hope that gets better for you I totally understand uh, and just a quick aside for you we have grandma living in the house with us and whenever the kids didn't like what we would make grandma they would get grandma to make them a grilled cheese or something else and that was always a point of contention in this household because we would be like well hey if they didn't like dinner we don't want them having these options to get all these other meals so that was just um, something that we had to go through so I know it's different in every house and you have to work through some of these things but it has only been six months so I think it will get better uh, keep me updated on that Amanda okay the next question is from Richard in Washington and he says I'm having an issue with my ex-wife we don't agree on how to handle anything in general but right now we have a really big disagreement 
She is pro-vaccine for COVID, and I am completely against it. I don't feel comfortable with a vaccine that was just recently developed, and I'm wondering what I can do to stop her from doing this. She has custody of the kids, but we are supposed to make major decisions together. Now she's completely avoiding the discussion, and I'm worried. All right, Richard. Well, I will. Uh, this is a COVID question, and I know I said I wasn't really covering COVID anymore, but I have been receiving a lot of questions like this regarding the vaccines because there are no real set laws around this right now, which is really concerning. So, just a couple of episodes ago, episode 244, I had on Billy Tarasio. And she is an attorney and she deals with this kind of thing. And so go back to that episode and listen to what we talked about there if you have questions about the laws regarding COVID and your kids with blended families because this is uncharted territory we're in. We don't really know how to handle some of these issues because we haven't had to deal with them before. And so when it comes to normal vaccines that we grew up knowing about, that we've got our kids on, there were less questions, although there are a lot of concerns about even those vaccines now, but um, those are easier to determine because usually if your kids are gonna go to school, they have to be vaccinated. But this this COVID vaccine is totally different. So um, the only thing I would maybe suggest for you to do uh, is gather some resources to kind of back up what you're saying, why why you feel this is dangerous. Um, I totally understand where you're coming from. I get it with the vaccine. I myself am anti-COVID vaccine just because, well, number one, I don't know that it's necessary since the, the new numbers came out. Um, but anyway, besides even all of that, uh, it it hasn't had a lot of studies done. And so... It's a risky thing. Um, it's you and your family. You have to do what's best. But yeah, when you disagree with your ex-partner, I would just gather information and present it to her, uh, showing her how you feel and why. Um, you didn't say how old the kids are. If they're even older, if they're teenage age, maybe they can weigh in on that. I don't know how they feel about it. Um, but like I said, there really are no real laws on this. So if you are extremely concerned, like you sound like you are, Richard, I would contact an attorney like Billy or someone in your area for more help. Um, and you know, hopefully you'll get that sorted out. I wish I had a better answer for you. I know you guys have a lot of questions on this stuff. I personally, um, I'm not dealing with that. My, my kids are older, um, but I understand that this is a big issue. Um, and I don't even know where the pediatricians stand on this stuff, to be honest, because my kids are older, so I don't know. And I know it's different all over the world. So I wish you guys luck dealing with that situation. Um, I know it's really, really difficult. All right, sorry I can't be more helpful with that. But again, refer back to episode 244. Okay, next question is from Amy in Pennsylvania. Amy says, my husband and I are having trouble with our finances. I make more money than he does, and I have two bio kids living here most of the time. He makes a bit less, and he has three kids that we get 50% of the time, but he still pays out child support, which takes a good portion of his check. This leaves me responsible for most of the household expenses. He also pays for his kids' expenses outside of his required child support, like extra for clothing or sports. It doesn't seem fair that I am paying for so much and all his money basically goes to his kids. 
This leaves my kids going without extras or with less than his kids because I don't have the extra money to spend. I understand that I make a bit more, but this is very imbalanced. What is the best way to split expenses in a blended family? All right, so this is kind of a loaded question and I'd really need to know more. You know, there's so many intricacies when dealing with finances in general and then especially with a blended family because you do have child support and uh, different child expenses and it is hard because you have two different incomes in many cases and they're not always equal. So that's why that was one of the reasons we started the finance company as an extra way to help some of our families with these issues. And one of the things that we do is help couples figure out how to budget because sometimes it's just a matter of budgeting and when we don't have everything down on paper, we can't really figure out where the money is going. And one of the biggest questions I get from a lot of couples is, should we have split accounts? Should we have joint accounts? Um, you know, that is something that is very unique for your blended family and you'll have to figure it out. But when couples do have imbalances like this, one of the things that I do suggest is to have three separate accounts. So that's gonna be a his, hers, and ours in your case. Um, and so that would be where you each put your own income salary into your own account. And then you take a portion of that and you put it into your joint account for the household expenses. And since you have an imbalance in what you earn, what I would say is take the percentage of what you earn, right? So if you earn, you said a bit more. So if you earn 60%, and he earns 40% of the entire income, then 60% of your money should go towards the household budget and 40% of his. And you could take that money and put it into the joint account, but that should be used to split the household expenses. Um, I know this is really, really difficult. And like I said, I would need to know more and I can help you with this personally, but you should write everything down in a spreadsheet. Uh, so you can see exactly what's coming in and what's going out. And you should do this together as a couple. Not one person should be doing this. Even if one person does most of the bills, that's okay. But when it comes to budgeting and kind of looking at the family expenses, I think that you should do it together. One person should not bear the brunt and the stress of all of that. So create a spreadsheet, create a budget, and then create that three accounts so that there's a little bit more fairness um, in your home if that's what you need to do. But you can also set up with me a free financial review where I can help you. These are totally free because I think it's that necessary to help people with their finances. And if you need help with that, you could just set up an appointment with me. Um, blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule and you'll see there the free financial review, and I will do this for anybody. Um, if you kind of just need help reworking the way the finances need to go in your blended family, because I know that it's confusing and I know that it's often unfair. And the only way to really see that is to get everything down on paper and work it out that way. So I hope that that's a little bit helpful. Um, and again, I am here for you guys. I know I kind of stopped delving into the finances on the show because I was going through all those interviews, but we'll get back to some financial topics moving forward um, to help you guys out probably in the new year because 
this is something, and, and we've all taken a hit this year too, financially. Um, and so it's something that everybody should really do is rework a budget. All right. And the last question is from Michelle in Texas. She says, I'm happily married and I love my blended family. However, I'm having some troubles with my 12-year-old stepdaughter. At first, she seemed happy with our relationship and excited about me being her bonus mom. Once we got married and moved in together, I noticed her changing. She began trying to get between us and get her dad's attention a lot. I was fine with that until she started trying to cause us to get into arguments. One example is that she'll go through my things and when I ask her not to, she'll go to her dad and say that I was being mean to her. This happens all the time. I'm beginning to feel like I can't say anything without a problem. And the worst part of this is that he believes her over me and he takes her side. He will ask why I'm being mean to her before even listening to my side of things. She's very manipulative and I'm concerned it will get worse as she gets older. How can I fix this? And how can I get my husband to see what she's doing? Okay, again, such a common question. Um, kind of goes along with the age. You know, she's 12 and kids are generally manipulative at 12. Um, doesn't mean they're bad, awful children. It's just part of the personality at that age. And um, But you said it was good in the beginning. And so, and that's again, like a very common thing where the stepkids are loving the new relationship and they think everything's great with their step parent until it gets real until they get married or until they move in together and then they start to realize like oh this isn't um fun anymore this person is now competing with me that might not be the case but that's sometimes how it's perceived and so um the first thing i would start with is just communication and i know maybe she sounds like she could be a little hard to talk to these days but have you tried yet? Have you tried sitting her down one-to-one -one and just saying, hey, you know, I, I noticed that um, things have changed a little bit and we used to be a little closer and I wanted to know, is, is something wrong? Am I doing something that's bothering you? Do you need to get something off your chest? Um, and then I would also have your husband talk to her. You know, maybe he can get it out of her. Maybe he can sit her down and find out what gives? Why did she change towards you? And I would ask, what did you do in the beginning together that was working well? What kind of activities were you doing? Because if everything was good, then maybe you can kind of circle back around and try to recreate some of those beginning moments, create moments to bond, you know, even though maybe you don't feel like you want to right now because she's being difficult. The last thing you probably want to do is say, hey, why don't you come take a ride to the store with me? Or why don't you help me cook or why don't you take a walk with me or whatever it might be maybe you don't really want to but I'd like you to try because sometimes um, kids could be testing you there could be so many reasons why she's doing this right now right she could be um, hearing something at the other house maybe she is jealous maybe she's nervous that there there won't be room for her maybe she'll she feels like you're gonna change who knows right until you ask so, um, and then the, the last thing I would say about that, Michelle, is this is something that I did with my, a couple of my kids, and I recommend this to a lot of people. For children where you're having a difficult time communicating, 
is you can get a notebook get it like a really pretty special notebook from the store and write a note in the first page to her and say to her this is our special notebook that's just for you and I and when you have a question or a problem or a concern or anything at all that you want to talk to me about and you feel that you can't you could put it in this notebook it could even be something good it could be anything and then you could leave it on my bed and I will read it and I'll respond and I'll give it back to you because sometimes when kids have trouble communicating their needs it's easier for them to write it down and to not have to deal with something face to face especially at 12 because sometimes there's some shame or embarrassment in what they're feeling and so I like the notebook idea it usually works pretty well and it might be something that you could try so I hope that that is helpful to you Michelle um, and I would just say that that will probably get better as she gets a little bit older and kind of like what I said with the first question is try to be non-reactive as much as you can I know it's hard because when she's being like that but the more you react and the more you act frustrated the more she's going to want to do that because she knows that she's getting a reaction out of you so try to just act like it's not bothering you that's sometimes what you have to do with kids so I hope that that is helpful and once again if anyone else has questions you want me to answer just write to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com now to end the show this is Thanksgiving week and it is always a good time to remind ourselves what we're thankful for this year and when I said that many of you might have chuckled to yourselves right 2020 that's not been a year that has been great for any of us and I'm sure that many will say they don't have anything to be thankful for this year well I say there's always something to be thankful for do you have your health you know many people sadly passed away this year so if you are still breathing be thankful for that do you have food on your table to feed your family sure maybe we had shortages in some items but if you had enough to eat and you didn't go hungry, be thankful for that. Do you have a roof over your head? Many people lost their homes this year because they were out of work and they couldn't pay the rent or the mortgage and they had to get evicted. So if you still have a home, be thankful. If you have friends or family in your life, be thankful. I could go on and on. We can all find plenty of things to be frustrated over right now. So I'm here to remind you to be thankful for some things. Because at the end of the day, it's gratitude that's going to lift us up out of this. And you can't feel grateful and frustrated at the same time. So you have to make that decision. Which would you rather feel? Grateful or frustrated? I'd rather feel grateful. So just practice beginning and ending your day with a little bit of gratitude, right? When you open up your eyes, just think, what am I grateful for today? At night, when you go to bed, what happened today that was good? Just remind yourself, find the silver lining, be an optimist. One thing I know we can all be grateful for is that this year is almost at its end and we got through it. But I like to say I grew through it. Did you? Did you learn any big lessons this year? Be grateful for that if you did. I'm grateful my daughter's home. I'm grateful I'm on a road to health. I'm grateful for so much this year. I'm grateful to how much I grew. 
but I'm really grateful to my listeners. It's because of your support that I'm still here doing the show. So thank you. I'm approaching six years here on the podcast, and I didn't know when I started if I would make it past six shows. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, whether you're spending it with family or alone. Remember, we are all family here, and I love you so much. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.